Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there you go. Welcome to Friday. <laughs> you made it through the week. Well, welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio and a special edition of the Indie Cafe. And uh, I have my co-host with me, and that was Keith Roth. And 
uh, his uh, new release, and we're going to be talking a little bit about his newest film, Let Me Down Heart, and music, and it's a different thing for him today, because he's going to be the guest, as u- as usually he's the host on uh, his radio, sh- radio shows that he does. I have both Spencer Drake and Keith. Are you there, Keith? I am it? here. I am. Good to hear both, both of you guys. Are there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And, well, uh, you know, great to be around you guys it's... as we're connected through the uh, through the phone lines. Not yeah, cell phone I either, know. Which is even better. You know, well, I was trying to ask you before. When was the last time we did this? So, well, it seems like seems like yesterday, but I'm thinking it might have been like three or four years ago. It, it could have been. It was. It could have been I like about it. two years ago, uh, Keith. You know. Right. Right. Well, I, I saw you not long ago, Spencer. I saw Spencer. Uh, at the Lou Reed, uh, Lou Reed tribute, I guess that was about a month or so ago, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that a blast, was great, man. I mean, you were really rocking, man. You were, you did this incredible stuff uh, that night. Um, you were really outrageous. You know, it's really good to see you play. Well, you know, I mean, when you, you know, we we felt the spirit of Lou that night. You know, I mean, yeah. it was a great event. What a great house band. You know, especially knowing Pete because I play with Pete sometimes. You know, Pete was in the house band. He's played in. Uh, with Iggy Pop for so many years and Sam Hain, wow. but uh, it was good to finally uh, see you face to face. And uh, you know, Holly, always great talking. I love what you guys are doing too. Yo, yeah, this is awesome. Oh. Yeah, you know that song is so fun, and you were talking a little bit about it before we started the show. Um, right. You know, for people that are just tuning in, I want to mm-hmm. let everyone know this will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media as a. Uh, download as a podcast um keith why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are <laughs> for those who okay. don't know and uh, a little bit about i know i know doesn't know you <laughs> uh well i've been playing music for 30 years i've been doing radio for uh it's gonna yeah. be 20 years in october and now uh mm-hmm. you know doing my first film that came out in 2016 which was pretty cool and now uh there's another one in the works and uh, you know, being in the New oh, York, really? you know, growing up, yeah, growing up in New York, and uh, you know, living down in New Jersey, and uh, you know, that's what's been shaking. Every day is like Groundhog Day. You know, I'm a workaholic, so you know, you just got to push <laughs> me to the next thing, and uh, I'm off and running. No sleep. No, absolutely. Well, you know, the chat room's open too, guys. If you want to go in there, or if you'd like to call in, the number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. Um. You know, why don't we first talk about your movie, Let Me Down okay. Hard, that uh, yeah. I watched and Spencer both watched. We both watched it. And uh, I have some fun be honest, did you things like it? to ask you about yeah. it. Oh, no, okay. I have some fun things I want to ask you about it. But um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the film and about the awards, the cool awards. And then I want to do a little question for you when you're no done problem. with that. Well, the ironic yeah. thing is, I met I met the director after we played a Max's Kansas City reunion. Uh, this was back mm-hmm. in like 2010, or actually, I think it was 2009. And uh, a dear, dear friend of mine, you know, my do- daughter's godmother, and I, I think Spencer, you probably even know her, uh, Linda Rose. She used to work with Bob Gruen. Oh yeah, right. I know Linda. Mm-hmm. You know, sadly, passed away uh, horrible. No. You know, she had a brain aneurysm on the way to work, but. Um, after the show, she invited us over, you know, and we went over there and, uh, you know, friends were there. And I met this director guy, Billy, who had worked with, uh, you know, like Elvis Costello and Roseanne Cash and all these people. 
and a uh, really cool guy, and he was telling me about this film. And then, uh, you know, he called me like a week later. He's like, and then ironically, the ironic thing is he lived like a quarter mile from me, which is bizarre. And then I started seeing him oh, around, wow. and he, really yeah. strange, like it was meant to be. And, I, you know, I went over to his uh, studio, and I read for it. And then, uh, you know, a week later, he called me. He's like, you want to do this? And, you know, reading the script, man, I was like, holy, you know. I'm, uh, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people could relate to this guy, Jack Ainsley, that's been in the uh, music industry, you know. I mean, you, you know, you, you kind of root for him. You kind of hope he's doing things for the right reasons. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the ending is the ending. But, uh, you know, I kind of related to it, and we got together and we tweaked it, and he said, okay, it's going to be 11 weeks and uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, 11 weeks turned out to be six years. But, uh, wow. you know, we did it in uh, a lot of, you know, we worked a lot, and there was a lot of time off, you know, to, to try to capture, like, you know, fall, spring, you know, the different seasons. And, uh, you know, we finally got it done, and it won, uh, you know, Best Asbury Park Film, Feature Film, and the Garden State Film. That's so, so cool. That's it was great. so cool. It kind of validated, uh, you know, everything we were working mm-hmm. on so hard. And then, you know, being able to produce, you know, and be the music supervisor, which made it even more special. You know, you, you got to wear two heads and be, you know, keep your head clear from, you know, both different things that you're doing on the film. But it, it was really cool. And a, a lot of people seem to really like it. Yeah. And it the soundtrack's really cool. The soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. A lot of New Jersey, Asbury great. Park band bands and mm-hmm. a lot of really well-known you know people from this area like you know monster magnet and uh tonic bitch wax and then john eddie and then uh you know it was cool playing with earl slick we did a track on there and yeah, then earl's like, great. Uh, earl's great and uh battery electric you know who's, who's a you know big time uh, asbury park band up and coming band and uh it was fun assembling it but uh you know everything that it just seems like it was it was kind of like, it wasn't really working, it was kind of guiding itself, you know, like the music just fit in perfectly, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun putting the soundtrack together, and then, you know, one of the the easiest things was like, you know, write a hit song that was supposed to be a big hit back in this timeline, and, uh, you know, that was mm-hmm. like one of the quickest songs I ever wrote, that song Revolution, which just kind of became, you know, the theme yeah. to the movie, so it was it was cool, mm-hmm. it was really cool, it was a, and definitely kind of, you know, opened some doors for things I never expected, you just never know where life's going to lead you, you know? You throw so many things against the uh, wall, I, and every yeah. blue moon, something sticks, you know? I, I'll tell you. He I, never, I he never thought, I, oh, he never ahead, thought you were going to be doing that movie. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, we have a little crossover sometimes. And yet it said you never thought that somebody would be asking you to be doing a movie about something that you're so familiar probably with as far as you've seen other people and, you know, personal experiences yeah. and stuff like that. Um, well, I know he had had um, – I know uh, he had like, like Leif Garrett and actually Rick Springfield, mm-hmm. you know, uh, try out for the part. And, um, you know, he, the one thing he said was set on that he wanted a musician, but, uh, you know, he wanted somebody that still had that, you know, that, that piss and vinegar running through him that still had, you know, that could, <laughs> oh, that yeah, could sure. break. You know, yeah. so, uh, yeah, you know, surprisingly, you know, it worked out. But, you know, also, I, you know, made a really good friend out of Billy. Billy's a great director. You know, he's worked with Elvis Costello and The Roots and, mm-hmm. uh, Nora Jones, and, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that is down with working with, like, kids in a local high school to, like, you know, working with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what I love about him. You know, it's, you yeah. know, he takes everything really seriously, and it's and always a lot of fun. Like, even over the six years, I mean, it was really one big party, and you got to really bond with a lot of these people that were in the film. You know, they became like family for a while. And, you know, those are the only people oh, you saw sure. at times for, you know, great, you know, long spurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what were you going to say, Spencer? Well, I was going to say um, um, that the character is really interesting because you 
cross over certain rock lines. You're, you're like uh, a musician that people know out there. You played before, and sort of like people gravitate to you on in the movie. Like you're, they're fans of yours, and then and then you've got the struggle, you know, which is really heavy. I got <laughs> well, you know, a lot like, of people can relate to that character because you, you exactly. know you got to had stuff going on, and then uh, you know things went south. You know, it's exactly. You know, it's a, it's a toxic industry, you know. If, if if you're not mentally and physically prepared for it, man, it'll eat you up, you know, chew you out, and you mm-hmm. know, have you. It, it's crazy, but you know that that's, uh, um, you know, one of the things about it, you know, is just. Uh, so I mean, like you know, the character is this is this guy that was like you know he was once had things going on and his career went south and he wanted it so bad to get away from New Jersey and ironically he comes back to do a date. And everything kind of blows up, and he has nowhere else to turn but to try to repair his, you know, relationship with his family. Family, yeah, yeah, that it, you know, was destroyed. And uh, you know, I really think that Jack, uh, sincere, you know, as I'm talking about Jack as a third person, but you know, I think, you know, he really wanted to make things work out, and uh, maybe he does. But mm-hmm. it was weird for him to be back there, and uh, you know, some of the demons that brought him, you know, that chased him away initially, start coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a rock and roll well, you know life. You what? It, it is. You I know mean, what? I. I'm sorry. I wanted to. No, ask go ahead, Hal. I'm, I'm, I apologize. No, I say a lot of people. No, a lot of people that saw that film, you know, like said, "Did you yeah. write that about me?" Or you know, I mean, uh, you know, some pretty, mm-hmm. you know, some pretty well-known guys in the industry yeah. sort of like, "Tell me the truth. Was that written about me, or was like, you know, was it some of me?" Oh there? no. I, I, I think oh, yeah. it's written about everybody. You know, I think a lot yeah, of a lot of people, especially that's been doing yeah. playing for as many years. You know, they could they could relate to this character. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Keith, I wanted you. This is this is what I told Spencer I was going to ask you. I would love for you. Like you said, you talked to about the character in the third sense. I right. would love for you to have a what would if you could have a conversation with your character in that movie. What would you tell him to do differently? Uh, in pay his the life? tab. Pay the tab. At the, uh, <laughs> You know, I thought that was a funny line. Uh, You know, I mean, like, you know, you know, I mean, we're all like bad kids at one point. So, I mean, you know, some of that stuff, you know, we used to. You know, I'm sure you've all died and dashed (laughs) when you were a kid. Maybe, maybe not Spencer, but uh, I I don't know about you, Holly. But I I mean, uh, you know, you root for him. I was rooting for him. I mean, you know, I was kind of even hoping by by the ending of the film that you know maybe Billy would have a change of you know whatever the case. You know, I don't want to give away too. Yeah, yeah, you know, because. You see he's coming around. You can see he's a good guy. It's just the way the world, you know, just he, he got dealt that hand. And some people have that, that kind of, you know, hand dealt to them throughout life. And uh, True. So, you know, it was, I was kind of waiting for the end. But, uh, you know, it really wasn't hard playing the role. It was just, you know, because a lot of it, you know, Billy's a great director. And he kind of, you, you know, you talk mm-hmm. stuff out and you kind of go through it. But it, it, was, it was fun. But it was like, you know, it was also depressing, too. You know, when you when you sit there and you watch it for the first time, like, oh, that was great. It was great. And you watch it and you kind of be like, wow. You know, it's, it's, it's a dark movie in a lot of ways. It is. It is. It's, yeah. And it's funny, too, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a truth. Mm-hmm. It's a statement because, a lot, like you say, a lot of rock and roll is this. I mean, life life is a very true story. It's a very true story. It could be could be anybody in rock and roll because people have had their you know and you know so familiar with that other musicians have a really downer periods i mean that's just about the psycho part of the rock psychosis right and you just brought yeah. it out in one level and one level you know and i'm kind of glad it didn't have a happy ending because it showed reality 
you know, that's for me. Right, exactly. I mean, these are the kind of people, you know, you're dealing with. You know, you, you, know, it's, you, know, you have a couple of good friends in this world that you could trust, and that's, that's really the gift. But, you know, I mean, you know, this mm-hmm. industry, you know, you've, it, it's, uh, it, you know, I think it's honest. It's brutally honest, and I think it came through pretty well. And, uh, you know, I think Billy actually kind of, you know, we both together kind of, you know, changed, changed the direction of the film once we got into it. it. You know, there's definitely a lot of me in there, you know, and it's, uh, you know, some of it was fun. Um, it, but, you know, to have it come out and then, uh, you know, you're not sure on what to expect because, you know, it's like a record or anything. You're not sure, you know, especially when you do an album cover, you know, you know it's great, then you have second thoughts about it, and, you, you know, you, you know, you need that validation. But uh, when I was really shocked when we won the uh, Garden State Film Fest, and then, uh, you know, I kind of watched That's it in a different amazing. light, you know. That was really great. Then, well, that, listen, man, yeah. it's recognition. You know, it's recognition. You know, it, it was, and then you know, right, you know, right here in Asbury Park, you know, to have, you know, when right, the Asbury hometown, film, man, your own yeah, for, yeah, I mean, yeah, from the, you know, I mean, that's how you know, Main Man kind of all started. We had a studio there, and it was, uh, you know, it was a rough area for a long period of time. But you know, now it's it's a whole different like oasis out there. But you know, to win the Asbury Film Fest, I know the the uh, Manzarek one just won it this year, but uh, you know, the, the year before, you know, it was. When in that is best feature film, I was like, wow, you know, it's resonating with people. And, um, you know, the Pledge music did really well. It kind of offshot some of the cost. You know, we were able to put the limited edition vinyl out and finally get it out. Uh, I think it came out last Tuesday officially on DVD and Blu-ray okay. and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, digitally. So people could see it. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I'll probably get uh, smacked for saying this, but I think it's going to be on Netflix or something, uh, you know, towards the end of the uh, late fall, <laughs> oh, yeah. early yeah. Yeah, early fall, oh, early winter. Awesome. But yeah, but they don't want me to say it because they want people right. to buy the DVD now. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, let me tell we'll you. We'll see how that you haven't seen the, Yeah, if you haven't seen the film, go check it out. Let me down hard, okay. and uh, it's it's excellent. I think it's a really great movie. It's a good reality check for a lot of people. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, especially uh, too with my mom. You know, she's she has dementia mm-hmm. now, so I mean, my, you know, my mom in the film, she's oh, great. Really? Oh, wow. So uh, you know, a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. came into fruition. You know, you right, watch this stuff, right, and it's right. like, man, party to life. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's That's a really, whole other level. <laughs> Talk whole about other level. Part. I mean, I've been in shows where you have to feel the part. Well, that you felt the part because your mom is part yeah. of that movie. Actually, you know, it's amazing. It's no brainer to feel the part, and that's very interesting. You said that I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, she didn't have dementia when we were doing it, but you know, I right. mean, it's she's very similar to the woman that plays my mom in the film. Well, yeah, it, right. It's a you know, it's, it's a crazy thing, but um, you know, and then uh, you know, opening the Asbury Hotel, which was really cool, which is a, a thing in Asbury Park now. It's been open actually a couple of years, but we did like the first thing up there, and we sold out the screening, and we played you know with the Ribeye Brothers and a great another band out of Asbury Park called Acid getting ready to release their okay. third record. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool things. And it went to, you know, Winchester, Virginia, and it got played in the Alamo. So, um, oh, you know, now it, oh, really? it, it just, it seems like a lifetime ago. But, you know, I guess, you know, have it it's out gonna there. It's going to keep people... rolling. It's going to keep rolling out there, right? I mean, yeah. It's got a great Tell soundtrack us about your new album. It, tell too. us about your new album out. Uh, uh, the Blunt Truth. It's our ninth studio record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this one, you know, this is... It's like the way we always, you know, I always wanted to make a record. You know, I kind of got in the door of the old ways of making records. You know, you you, you do it in one place, you know. So we kind of, you know, kicked it old school. We did it, you know, really honestly. And the songs just kind of came together. And, uh, 
you know, we put, we, you know, I wrote all the tunes, we recorded them, and, you know, I'm not much of a lead guitar player, so I had a lot of, uh, you know, friends come by and play stuff on it that kind of worked out. It, it was like a big party, and uh, the record's really good. We just sold out of the first run. It's doing, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. You know, I mean, I'm proud of all our records, but this one. You know, it's just one of those things where you just hit play. And I, I'm usually, by the time you finish a record, you're just so sick of it because, you know, every bell and whistle on it. And, you know, the, you know and then you got to relearn it to play some of these songs live. But this one I still enjoy listening to, and it's it's, it's good. You know, I mean, I'm happy with it. And, you know, It's good, yeah. It's a really that's good That's all that matters to me. You know, if I'm happy with it, that's all that counts. So, but uh, it seems to be doing In, pretty good. It is. Keith, I wanted to ask you, um, I have some other tracks from that um i was wondering if you maybe wanted to play one of them during the show right now real quick um sure. feeling all right uh oh yeah nyc yeah. Mm-hmm. uh you're the but, one which one do you want to play well feeling feeling all right once more was kind of cool because uh you know i do most of these records with my buddy bob uh you know bob pantella mm-hmm. he plays in monster magnet he's a multi-talented uh drummer he's a great guitar mm-hmm. player he's like one of the best tra- him and frank ferrer you know from guns and roses i mean those guys are both jersey wow. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me they're like two of the best drummers and I, you know, on the planet and i work with bob in a lot of different things and we all you know we recorded his studio freak shop which is like the monster magnet headquarters it's like being on a hawkwind starship <laughs> but um <laughs> oh wow but Punky right. Meadows, uh, you, you guys remember Punky Meadows from the 70s? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> and I, I, we, I co-wrote a song with him, and uh, he was they were up there making that record, which did really well. I mean, that record, like, charted. It, it sold, like, 8,000 copies, It was great, and it's a oh, great album. It was, like, yeah. the album that all Punky fans wanted to hear, you know, He's been out of the you know the public eye for like 30 years, and now he's back crushing it. But anyway, I was doing some acoustic stuff with Bob, and Kenny Aronson came by. And we, you know, he played bass on it. Bob played some percussion, and I dragged Punky and Danny Aniello on it. And uh, you know, it, it was one of those things that just came together really quick. But it's a it's a really cool song. Feeling all right once more. Yeah. 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 Let's play it real quick. So we'll play Feeling All Right, and then we'll come right back, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about, you know, music and what you're doing now and what you're working on currently. Whatever you want. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Okay, let's play it. Every day I slip, but every day I try. Anytime you walk around, don't wait to be hunted to hide. Marginalized interior with every passing day. I turn around, stick it hard, it takes that pain away. against my head, up against the wall, nothing to advise, still haven't seen it all.
What a great song. That's great. Oh, uh, thank you. That's uh, a great yeah, one. Let, yeah, I love uh, Punky's uh, Chicken really Picking and Mad Man. Yeah, great. I mean, oh, yeah. He is like such mm-hmm. an under, you know, you talk about like, I mean, there's three guys to me that are like the most underrated guitar players. They don't get enough recognition. You know, first is Mick Ronson. Like, I mean, when they, oh, when they put up these, mm-hmm. they put oh, up these totally, lists, yeah. like, they never put Mick Ronson on the list, and it's like, what? You know, I mean, and then, and then they got Eddie Hazel from Parliament Funkadelic. Like, how can he not be on there? And mm-hmm. Funky Meadows, man. That guy could have had the Kiss gig, and, uh, you know, the New York Dolls want him. But he's like, you know, he just he said, you know, I'm in a country mode, and he just did some great, uh, you know, country picking on it. It was really cool. I re- you know, I love that tune. I really dig it. Yeah, that's that's really nice. Hey, listen, by the way, you do a great cover, which we haven't mentioned Res, uh, the Prince song, Raspberry Beret, is very good. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. I mean, you know, it was one of those things, uh, you know, right after he died. I mean, uh, you know, what, what a horrible time, right? You know, Lemmy and then Bowie yeah. and then, uh, you know, and then Prince. And, uh, you know, that one year, I mean, it was just like, it was like a domino effect. And, uh, you know, I just tweaked the arrangement and we started playing it. And then uh, we always record one or two covers on the album. And uh, that one came out on the CD. And then on the vinyl, we actually did uh, show, uh, Sundown. I do a, t- a duet with uh, Tim Cronin, who's in the Ribeye Brothers, the original Monster oh, Magnet guy. Great. But uh, yeah, Raspberry Beret, you know, that was a weird year, man. Awesome. That was sad, sad. Yeah. Sad. Totally. Horrible. This year Horrible. has been just as bad. <laughs> yeah. We've I know. Lost hey, let me ask you a question. Already, well, I, you know? I, I want to ask you, I got to, uh, Hal, I got to ask you a question. What, what do you listen to? Go ahead. Now, now, nowadays, what groups or musicians do you do you listen to? The same stuff mm-hmm. since I was like really? ten years old. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I like a lot of new music. You know, I did Kurt Vile and uh, you know the War on Drugs. But I mean, you know, I still listen to the Stooges religiously and the MC5 and uh, right. you know. Uh, hey, t- you hey. talk about not being recognized. I think I went over this on the show Holly and I had MC5. I mean, this is ridiculous. They got nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's like it's nobody knows who they are. They're the foundation, as you well know, of music in heavy, in genre. And nobody, like the young kids, it's like they don't know who the MC5 are, right? I mean, they, they're not going to get, I, you know, I predict they're never going to get nominated. And it's a tragedy. It, it's horrible. You know, I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, and I grew up of, uh, you know, on 80 Avenue. And, like, you know, you guys know the dictators. I mean, these these are the guys that yeah. I grew up in. And there was, a, you know, a hardcore music head, uh, you know, record shops that were around. And, you know, so when I was three or four years old, you know, kick out the jams, you know, mofo, I can't say it. But, uh, you know, I knew all these songs. And when, I, when we moved out to New Jersey, man, it took to, like, I was, like, 16 to anybody knew who, you know, the MC5, the Stooges, David Peel, you know, guys right. like, you, you know, like Top Ten in Manitoba, these guys – you know, we we took it for granted that you know it was just such a small niche of people that knew who they were. But you know, a lot of it's kind of fashionable now to say, oh, the Stooges and the MC5, the New York Dolls, you know, the Ramones even because mm-hmm. you know, even towards towards the end of the Ramones, I mean, you know, they were playing like you know not packed houses and stuff, and it was like you know it, it's sad that you know none of them are here. And you know, I loved all those guys. And uh, but you know, it, it, it's it, it is a sin that a band like the New York Dolls and the MC5 aren't in the Rock I think, you know what, I think, honestly, I think New York Dolls will get in before MC5 because uh, 
just their notoriety uh, of their exposure. But MC5 is going to have a problem. They, they, although we know in music and a lot of people know, and a lot of people, most people don't know who they are, the young people, especially, it's like they're, they're interesting. They're like you have to know who they are, right, if you're in music. If you don't know who they are, you better know who they are. But they are not rock. I have a feeling the Rock Foundation is not going to put them in. I don't know for what reason. It's in my head. But they'll put New York Dolls, uh, Keith, before MC5. You know what I mean? But they're yeah, a very interesting band. You know I mean? that they don't do that. They don't get recognized. You know. Well, you know, I don't follow numbers, but you know, you know, I've worked with David for a million years, and like the Stooges right. and the Dolls almost have like the exact same numbers as far as sales, and yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, musicians are the ones that love these bands. I mean, even the Velvet Underground. I mean, people, you know, these guys would play, and they would affect five people, and it would become Sonic Youth and Talking Heads, and all. You know, they would have the, you know, the people that really understood where they were coming from started bands, and you know, got all the uh, accolades after the fact. But you know, the Dolls to me and the MC5 fit. I know they were nominated, right? They were nominated. Nominated to get in. Well, the he, yeah, they're nominated, but I think what's going to happen, like Joan Jett's interesting too, because Joan was nominated for about, I don't know, three or four years. And she, right. even though the fans voted for her, Rock Hall didn't put her in. Fortunately, the last year, the last year, she gets in, thank God. But I think the New York Dolls, even though maybe they'll take a couple, whatever, they'll get in. But MC5 is going to have a problem because their name. For some reason, it's like they're, I, I don't know the reason, it's not right, because, but, you know, if you go on the Internet, you study about punk or the history of punk, their name's in there. Any foundation oh, of any major but, music, you know that, of any music genre, has, a lot of it has MC5 as the foundation group. And it's the idea that most people, for some reason, even though we know their name and everybody else, and you're right, the New York Dolls are at the same uh, focus as the Stooges, but they will get in. In other words, I think the New York Dolls will get in eventually. That's my viewpoint. But I think the MC5, for some bizarre reason, is not recognized by the Rock Hall. It's like they don't know who the hell they are. They do, but the, and, yeah, their and name the bands on. know who they are. And you know, they were you know, Brother yeah. Wayne Kramer and Fred Sonic Smith. I mean, and a That's singer right. like Rob Tyner and you know John That's Sinclair right. and and the whole message that they were sending. I mean, it, they started a revolution there for a minute, and uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I hope you're wrong, Spencer. <laughs> I hope I'm yeah, wrong, too. I, know. I hope I'm wrong, too. You but, know. you know, it's funny how things go. But, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, we forgot to mention, and I think uh, we should, is that mm. you have a, you also have an album of the soundtrack of the movie. We didn't even talk about that. The soundtrack We talked of the about book. that in the beginning. The soundtrack of the film was cool because everybody was really receptive to be on it. You know, like, uh, you know, like I was saying, like Dave from Monster Magnet gave us a song, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Hotel Baby. And then, uh, you know, the ribeyes, you know, Acid, uh, ba- uh, Bowery, I get so confused, Battery Electric. I mean, you know, the, you know, these are great, you know, Asbury Park bands. And then, you know, John Eddy, who uh, the character of Jack Ainsley was kind of loosely based around because uh, Billy, the director, um, mm-hmm. you know, t- uh, film something with John Eddy and uh, a lot of these things that happen in the film to, to Jack Ainsley were actually maybe some real stuff that actually happened to John but uh, yeah. you know, he's on the film uh, you know, I'm, uh, me and Slick did this a really cool acoustic track of a Frankenstein song called Save the Planet uh, trying to think about Dandy Warhols were on there yeah, that was yeah. cool. Uh, we just uh, we did a run with um, Pete International Airport, who's got uh, Peter Holmstrom from the Dandy Warhols. Uh, you know, we did that right when the record was coming out, a little uh, you know early promotion on it. But that band is amazing, amazing. Wow. Uh, Pete Internet. But yeah, the Dandies, uh, Cherry Bomb. Yeah, Cherry great... Bomb on there, right? Someone does. Yeah, yeah. Dandies covered that. See, that's uh, great. Mm-hmm. That's something that's 
you know, it's classic. And the right? soundtrack's yeah. out and available. You can get right. the soundtrack. Uh, Keith, what's the? Let's give out the websites real quick first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, people get everything on film? Amazon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the film. Uh, well, I guess there's Let Me Down Hard. There's like a Facebook page and there's a a website. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the movie, the the soundtrack to the film, the, our new record. All that's you know, Best Buy, Amazon, Target, all all that's those places. Great. You know, yeah, I know yeah. the vinyl uh, was a very limited run. I think they only printed up 150 mm-hmm. of those. Um, How but I think cool. Amazon's the only place that still has a few left. But it was fun putting it together. You know, I mean, because you know, I I do that mm-hmm. stuff all day long. So. When I, when he asked me to you know kind of you know get some of these bands together for the film that I felt you know fit the film, um, you know as far as you know background music or whatever the case may be or stuff for the soundtrack, that was the you know that was the easy part you know putting it together. But yeah, the sound I'm really proud of the soundtrack. Hey, listen, soundtrack. I really love the album cover, man. I gotta tell you, I love the album. I think it's the best album cover you ever had. I, love no, I agree. The blunt truth. I mean, you know, the, uh, it's actually, you know, talking about being a kid from the Bronx. I, I lived in Co-op City for a while, and there was a movie theater there called the City Cinema where I spent like half my Saturday afternoons watching people like, you know, Pam Greer and Rudy Ray Moore and, uh, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, Shaft, Superfly. I mean, I yeah, love right. that theater. Wow. Soil and Green, Omega Man, like uh, all my favorite mm-hmm. But uh, And now it's abandoned, and uh, it was a bingo hall for a while, so we... I was oh, no. in that area. I grabbed a, a photo uh-huh. of it, and we kind of, you know, made it post-apocalyptic, and uh, made kind of yeah, called yeah. city post-apocalyptic. And uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's and we did the cardboard. I like you it. know, cover. Thank you. Cover the colors are great. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, some people actually caught on to. You know, some Bronx uh, fellow Bronx uh, people uh, asked me, was it, you know, the city cinema? But it, you know, it's, I think it's still there. The building exists, but that's. That's what the cover is, you know. And The Blunt Truth was actually uh, a film that I saw in high school about the dangers of marijuana. And it was a, <laughs> oh, no. a documentary. Yeah, it was called The Blunt Truth. You know, people were, like, you know, smoking weed and jumping out of windows and, oh, like, no, you know, running around the streets one. with hatchets. So, that's uh, funny. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were going to call it Don't. Cal- What's that? Out here in California, Keith, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I live in Sonoma, so this uh, is like where, <laughs> yeah, there, it's like everywhere around here. It's pretty <laughs> funny because when it's harvest, when it's harvest time for, uh, you know, the great the valley smells like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, whole, well, you're in Warriors area. country too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm a Nick fan, so but, I hate you them. Know, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Nick's in better sorry. shape up. They better do the good <laughs> on the draft, man. I I'm envious. But I'm, believe me, and Spencer are Yankee fans, so that's a good. Thing. Oh God, yeah. Tell me about well, it. Wow. I'm a, Yan- I'm a Yankee. I'm a Yankee fan too. So. No, oh, right. I didn't know that, Holly. You know, really? I do remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. you told me the last time. Absolutely. Uh, they're wow. shaping up to be Absolutely. maybe one of the greatest teams in the history of baseball, right, Spencer? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I mean, I they worked are. on the uh, I worked on the '77, '78 World Series with a uh, in my studio with a group. We designed the World Series program and and the logo, Keith, that you see from '79, I believe, to '86 is the logo that I co-designed. Wow! Uh, you see on ESPN if you see it on the grass or whatever you look at the old World Series. That's that's the logo that I was involved with. Uh, so I've had, you know, and we always had tickets to the Yankee playoffs. That was crazy in those days. 77 and 78 was a great time for me to get in because that was that. Those were the years, the magic yeah, man, years, the Billy Martin era, Reggie Jackson. Comeback. I mean, that was, 
You know, I remember uh, I remember I had to talk you off the ledge, uh, Spencer, when uh, when they traded Andrew Miller. Ah! <laughs> but you know what? He's oh, defuncted God. right now. He's totally defuncted, right? Yeah, I'd rather have I mean, Chapman. He's not the know, old Andrew probably Miller come back next and, year. Oh yeah, but look what they got. They got Robertson, and they've got uh, God. They got you know they got the whole bullpen is unreal. I'm sorry, Holly. We turned it into a sports show. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Holly. No, it's totally, it's totally cool. You know, I, I, well, you know the ADD is we kicking. You know, we went from the snow to Sonoma. No, you know, to promote Keith, not the Yankees. No. Hey, listen, I got I to ask you a question. You're playing, ask, aren't you? Spencer. Are you playing around? Spencer. Are you playing What's around? That? Are you playing around? <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, Frankenstein's not doing anything. I think we're. Uh, I don't know if it's announced. I think we're supposed to do something with Soraya yeah. in Philly in July. But uh, I know next weekend I'm playing in Red Bank on the River, not with Frankenstein, but uh, a bunch of friends of mine, like the, in their bands, you know, Moroccan Sheep Herders, Pete, who played wow. in the uh, the Lou Reed band. You know, he played with Iggy and Sam Hain. Uh, and we're we're part of like the all star punk rock finale. These guys do this every year on the River in Red Bank, and uh, oh, believe it or not, oh nice. One's called yeah. Future Now, and it's an MC5 cover band, and they have a girl singer, really? Laura, who's amazing. I mean, she does the Rob Tyner thing, and they do a Stooges thing, too, and Mike is like Iggy, like 1970s, like Raw Power era. So uh, they do it every year, and Scott asked me if I wanted to do uh, – so I'm actually going to sing a set with them next week. We're doing like you know all kinds of you know the Damned and the Heart Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Oh, that's so great! That, yeah, it's always a, a fun event on the river in Red Bank next Saturday night. If people uh, want to come out and check wow. it out, it'll be next fun. Next Saturday, okay. Next, uh, yeah, Anything week from else? Saturday. I guess that's the thirtieth, right in the river in Red Bank in summertime. Mm-hmm. It's great. Hopefully the weather will hold up. And then uh, I know the only uh, a confirmed Frankenstein show is we're doing the Debonair uh, Ballroom. Uh, the Debonair Hall. It used to be Mexicali Live on September 15th. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we feast or famine. We're either out there always playing or we get, uh, but, you know, we're all playing in, you know, in this day and age, everybody's in 10 bands. So, you know, <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing. You know, yeah, I heard you know, ask, what are you, what are you currently working on right now besides these gigs and everything? Are you working on anything else that we can look forward to? Um, well, musically, you know, uh, you know, I, I play, uh, you know, uh, Kingston and Grey Star, which is, uh, you know, it's like an all-star. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a corporate band, casinos and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but the band is insane because, you know, Frank Perry, who's Bette Midler's music director, and he's the craziest guy in the band on keyboards. And mm-hmm. then uh, Derek, wow. who's been playing in Frankenstein, he was in Stabbing Westward for a while. And uh, Kingston and Grey Star, they're kind of starting their own brand as well. And, um you know, Bob from Monster Magnet. So we do those kind of things. But, you know, I've just kind of been working on the follow-up to the new record. There's a lot of things that are pending that over the next couple of weeks regarding some dates, you know, uh, doing more promotion on the record. We we did a nice run of promoting the album. You know, like I said, we did a run with Pete from uh, the Dandy mm-hmm. Warhols, and we we just did a 20th anniversary Main Man party, and there was a bunch of other stuff. But, you know, over the last two years, it's been crazy because, you know, I've been doing that, the Frankenstein. I, I, I was on tour with Punky Meadows for a while. I filled in for the Dictators when uh, Dean Rispler was out That's for great. a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I played with Manitoba and his Soul Punk Kings. I mean, it's you just got to put on a different hat. So, um, mm-hmm. but, oh, you know, totally. right now, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you I, know I, on... On your blunt truth, there were a lot of people that played with you and supported you in mm-hmm. that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the people that played with you besides some of the people that we've already mentioned? 
Yeah, I mean, like, so basically, you know, uh, you know, I wrote the songs. I you know, we recorded all the basic tracks. Uh, you know, me mm-hmm. and uh, Pete, my drummer, and Eric, and uh, you know, I, I, we were in the midst of like, you know, uh, you know, finding a guitar player. So Derek, you know, who's kind of filled in here and there from you know stabbing westward, he came in and played a lot of great stuff on the record. And then uh, I said, well, let's you know I, I invite some more people down. So Pete Marshall, you know, uh, I mentioned you know he played with Iggy and Sam. He came down and did some stuff. Kenny Aronson did some stuff. Uh, the old guitar player for Frankenstein, Tommy Tafaro. Um, uh, Finn from Atomic Bitchwax, uh, you know, it was a lot of, but we, it was a fun party. It was like a, you know, we really had a good time. We, you know, we, we recorded everything at the freak shop and all, you know, the fun kind of resonates through the songs and, uh, you know, the performances are really good. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the record, you know, really kind of, it was one of the easiest records I ever made, even though it took us about a year, you know, I, I mean the set, mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, the sequencing, it was just so easy to put together. It was like, mm-hmm. usually, you know, you, you go nuts i mean the other thing too about us is that we're really you know we're fortunate because you know it's not cheap to make a record you know studio time costs money even if you record stuff in your house you know it's still got to be mixed and mastered and duplicated and you know we have pockets of people you know mostly in europe that like you know we sell you know four five six hundred copies not a lot of records people would laugh at it but it covers costs and then um so you know we're fortunate in that sense that we have a fan base where people buy buy Mm -hmm. these things you know, I'm, I'm thrifty. I sure as hell wouldn't be <laughs> laying money out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it no, was our ninth absolutely. record, and uh, you know, we we did the, we just got through the first run, which is uh, so we sold about you know 300 copies of the CD and the vinyl. Oh, I think there's you know we did 300 of the uh, limited edition vinyl. I think there's only a few of those left, and uh, we'll see where it shakes. You know, but um, you know, we're fortunate in that sense. But you're, that, you you're know, working we, you're working on a follow up for that one. Yeah, like, I already wrote truth. it. I, I really? wrote it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, wrote, and I wrote the one after that one, too. I mean, I, that's one thing I always like to do. I mean, you know, I just... I, Seriously? I, that, wow. I, I just write. You know, that's that's my thing, you know. I, you know, I, I I mean, you know, I, I, I don't conscientiously write. It just happens, and I record everything, and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, a, long, a long time ago, I said to myself, what makes me happy is what matters. If I think it's cool, then I don't care if anybody else does. And uh, so, right. as soon as I had that attitude, better things have happened, you know. I think if you please yourself, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Even if it fails, at least you know to, to the to the public. So, but you know, this one there's a lot of life left in it. There's a uh, this you know a couple some interest in film and television with some of the songs too, which is pretty exciting. And um, mm-hmm. that's you know, great. But you know, I, we just you keep know, going. You know, that's fantastic. I wanted to ask you, how did you get in? I, w- I want to hear the story about how you got into radio. How did uh, that all happen? Um, it was, I was in a band back in the nineties, a record went wood, Mm -hmm. it failed (laughs) like traumatically. And, uh, literally I was like, I was like thinking, what's my next move? And, um, you you just never know who you're going to meet because a girl, Amy Christie, who came out and spent a couple of days with my previous band, she was doing PR and she wrote for a magazine, you know, back in the days where journalists would really write stories Mm -hmm. about groups. And, uh, you know, she she came down to, you know, where we were living, and she really loved the area. And uh, so she moved down. And the next thing, you know, there's a, a radio station that opened up. Um, it's been over 20 years at this point called The Rat. And, uh, you know, everybody heard about it. And, uh, you know, a new rock radio station, you know, how long is this going to last? And then she said, you know, I got an offer to do a show there. Would you be interested in doing it? And I, I hadn't spoken to her in a couple of years, and she reached out to me. And I said, you know, my first reaction was like, you know, I don't really, I'm not into like front and back selling music, but, you know, she's like, no, we could play whatever we want. You know, Bowie, the Ramones, Alice, you know, oh, MC5. Great. 
And I'm like, well, all right, I'll go to this meeting. It's never going to happen. And uh, Dan Finn, you know, God bless him, man. He uh, he gave us a shot in radio, and this was like October of 98. And within the first month, you know, from the people that she knew and people that I've met as a musician, you know, we had Joey Ramone come down and Alice Cooper. Me and Joey got to, and mm-hmm. Amy got to interview Alice and John Paul Jones and John Entwistle. I mean, it just it really... And uh, next thing you know, we were doing radio. We had great ratings, and um, and that, the Electric Ballroom, which I'm still doing, and uh, it's a 20th mm-hmm. anniversary. Will be this October, and then with Sirius, I got a call to do. Uh, if I was interested in doing a punk rock show um, for mm-hmm. satellite radio, and I had no idea what satellite radio was. I hadn't a clue. I thought it was like internet sure. radio, but it was. In Midtown Manhattan, uh, you know, and, and they, you know, come up and talk to us. So, I, you know, I went, I went there, and uh, I got off on the, you know, on the floor, and I felt like I just was on the Starship Enterprise. And within 30 seconds, you know, I saw <laughs> New York icons like Pat St. John and Meg and Carol oh, Miller, wow. and they were all up there. And I said, man, I better educate myself pretty quickly. So uh, they hired me. Mm-hmm. I did a show called The Punk Yard, and uh, I used to do the show called Live at Five, which was really cool. Every Monday at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. You have a band play live, and um, you know you'd interview them, and, really? and, and they would play live. Yeah, oh, I mean, nice. you know, so I, you know, I had the Misfits, I had uh, the Dictators, I had oh, uh, nice. Monster Magnet, Skid Row, like all these bands, and it was cool because oh, you know that's you can. Great. So yeah. that led to uh, that, and then uh, you know, so I've been doing like Ozzy's Boneyard, and uh, and uh, uh, what else? Uh, I, you know, I've been producing Johansson's show, which is like two third graders. Uh, you know, it's more laughs than anything. I feel guilty. <laughs> getting paid for that one because me and david have a ball doing that and uh and i do a, a show about 80 you know it's like all the 80s glam bands you know from la you know the molly mm-hmm. cruz and faster pussycats mm-hmm. so i've been at Sirius for 15 years too and i've i've been on a lot of different channels there you know but i've been on the boneyard and, and the hair nation now for a long time but i was on like octane and uh first wave and all that stuff and it's amazing you know, having 50 million subscribers that they have now or something like that because... Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I think there was like 20,000 oh, yeah. subscribers when I first started. That's pretty cool, and the people that work up there are multi-talented, really great people, so oh, sure. fortunate to do that. But uh, that's how I got into radio, basically meeting somebody that I became friendly with, moved down to the area. We had this, uh, you know, and it was this uh, guy, Dan Finn, who gave us a shot, and, uh, you know, I'm still doing that show. So that's how that's I great. never planned on doing radio. People always said, oh, you know, you should do radio. You have, you have a voice for it. I, yeah, it's like, oh, how am I going to do that? You, you know, do. how are you going to ever do that? Mm-hmm. And I, But I, I've had Spencer on my electric ballroom show. He's great. I'll be on again mm-hmm. October August 15th, right, Keith? August, August 15th, 15th, yeah. And people love when Spencer's on, you know, because, you know, Spencer designed, you know, the Ramones, uh, 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 gosh, um, you did what Bon Jovi, you did the Talking Heads, you did uh, the Velvet Billy Underground. Squire. Billy Squire. Um, you did Road to Ruin, you know, the John Holmes, uh, you know, End of the yeah, Century. Yeah, yeah. You know, people like, and, and Spencer tells really good stories, too, so. Um, you got a lot of them. Holly knows. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. How long have you guys been doing this show? You guys have been doing this show a while. Together since, what is it, Holly? 2010. In my mind, 2010. Yeah, and I was, and then, a, and then for a couple of years before that, I was doing, you know, shows on Wednesdays. Yeah, she was doing. And then we started. Yeah, we decided was, to do some shows on Fridays, and uh, we're doing shows on Fridays, and I still do some shows on Wednesdays. Right. Like uh, last Wednesday, I had Frank Stefanko on, which you forgot about, Spencer. I know. It's, uh, Frank Stefanko, the uh, Keith yeah, was well, I had the Frank uh, on. Fam- 
Frank, Frank designed a Springsteen book that uh, Judith and I designed, actually, called Hopes and Dreams. That Frank oh, okay. Did the, the, the River Era. Yeah, but he it's has a the new book, but it, was, but, it was, but it was all about his newest book that he did with a gentleman yeah, out of Italy. Yeah. And then a little bit about, you know, some of the new stuff that he's going to be coming out with. It's going to be really cool. And well, you know, I, some of the people, I remember I, I listened to your show when uh, I, I think you had Conti on, right? Yeah. You had Pardon Steve me? on. We had who? I couldn't he, hear we you. We had him a couple of times already. Yeah, yeah. Steve's an old yeah, he's, another, he's another Jersey guy. Steve Conti. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Steve. Right. I love Steve. Yeah. Yeah, he's a hard guy not to love. Steve. I love Steve. Steve. It's like you, I've, Steve. Uh, I, I, I knew his sister. Gener- that whole family is just multi-talented. You know, Steve and, and his, his brother. And his mom and his brother. His mom, Rosemary. Yeah. I mean, what a singer she is. Yeah, you family's know. great. His wife is very nice. Uh, Hedda is wonderful, you know, and, uh, you know, Steve, uh, I remember uh, I went to Jennifer's sister, I think it was her 18th birthday party, and um, that's the first time I met Steve, and uh, him and his brother were playing uh, in the backyard, and uh, it was right before he got the gig in Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. always been a freak guitar player, and the crazy thing is, you know, he got the gig in the Dolls, but Billy Mercia... You know, the original drummer for the Dolls, his cousin moved next door to Steve uh, Alphonse, I think his name was. And he used to always mm-hmm. say to Steve, hey, man, you look like Johnny Thunders. Johnny Thunders. Because Steve has always I looked like that. Funny. And it used yeah. to piss me off when people would be like, oh, they got like a Johnny Thunders looking guy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that guy's looked like that for, you know, since the 70s, man. He's always right. looked like, mm-hmm. you know, that guy. So, but no, Steve's great. And I love his new song, too, uh, Gimme, Gimme, Rockaway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good guy. Dee Dee, 
And he was mm-hmm. telling me, because we all hung out at this place or worked at this place called the Musician's Workshop. I mean, even guys like Zach Wilde used to work there. This place in New Jersey. It was on Route 9. And he said, I was hanging out with Didi Ramone all weekend, and he's quitting the Ramones. I'm like, get out of here. He's like, no, man. He asked me to join his new band, Sprocket. He goes, you should try to get that gig. <laughs> and I called uh, Kerfer's management. And uh, they, they actually called me back, and they were like, well, how, how do you know? Uh, you know, I said, hey, I want to – I heard that Didi's leaving. Yeah, like how do you, and they were like freaked out, like I had this information, and then uh, so they called me back and they said, "Look, you know, you you knew firsthand. We'll give you an audition. Show up at SIR at 7:30." And I was like, you know, 20 years old. I'm like, in the morning, and they were like, they were, yeah, you know, I was so green, like, like, like can you imagine right. hormones bursting <laughs> at seven o'clock? But I went down there, and they brought me back twice. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I remember, uh, you know, looking over and seeing Marky and Johnny. Uh, Joey wasn't at the first one; he was at the second one. But uh, Marky and uh, Johnny, and I, uh, you know, after the first, I mean, I, and they play so fast. I mean, you know, I boot camped all those songs that week, and I wanted to be Ramon. That was like my favorite yeah. band oh, in the world. Oh, this is great! I can't believe that you're. This is like something I never knew. That's awesome. I didn't even know it either. I didn't know it either. This is a great I, I mean, I, yeah, Gary cool. Kerr first, you know, he, he gave, you know, I went down to SIR, I auditioned, and uh, mm-hmm. I walked in, you know, I was totally green, you know, the tech that I had seen a million years, you know, every time I'd go see the Ramones on the side of the stage, I had no clue how to use a strobe tuner, he tuned my precision bass, and, uh, you know, I boot camped as many tunes as I could learn, and, uh, you know, and it was just Johnny and Marky, and then they just said, okay, you know, that you could see that they were just disgusted by all the amounts of people that have came in there, and, you know, and, and Johnny was like, Blitzkrieg Bob, one, two, three, you know, didn't even give me, didn't say hi or nothing, and then I remember like 10 seconds, I mean, I had to like, you know, uh, fly from like one speed to, because they play it so fast, I couldn't believe it, and mm-hmm. we got through, we did another song, and then we started talking, and then, uh, you know, really great guys, and um you know, really cool. And then, uh, you know, Monty Melnick took my number. He called me back. I did another audition. Joey was there. It was great. And then uh, they finally told me they were, you know, going to go with CJ. But, you know, some good friendships made after that. I became, you know, pretty good buddies with Joey. And then I became really close, closer with John, too, uh, you know, after Joey passed me and Johnny. As a matter of fact, I just aired the last interview. I never aired it. I aired it this really? past Sunday. I wow. couldn't even listen to it because, you know, he died not long after it and uh oh. i finally listened to it and aired it last week i'm gonna rebroadcast you but uh you know and then uh you know we got to open for the ramones after that and it was it, they were four of the most different guys you could ever imagine like four totally, four different. totally yeah. different guys all of them you know like nothing in common mm-hmm. with any of them but they just you know to me they were you know they were my beatles man it was and uh, you know i had the opportunity to you know play with them and almost even being considered to be a part of the band was such an honor, you know, such a great... Hey, listen, Keith, the- i wow. got to bring up something. We're going to review some books on our pop culture news that we do, but i got to tell you about one book you got to get is, which I think I mentioned, the Seymour Stein book. We I met Seymour this couple of weeks ago in New York. He did a book signing. I talked with him. Monty w- w- saw him at Rough Trade, and um, you've got to get that book. The book is unreal, Keith. i got to tell you, the stories in that book, you'll die. There's stories that have never been told, and and when I saw Seymour uh, at the Robin Williams Center, when he did a talk a couple of weeks, uh, about a week ago, he was telling these stories that were unreal. I mean, I, I got to tell you one story. He told the story that the Beatles, you know, everybody turned down the Beatles except for Capitol, right? So that's right. the story, right? Now, this is the real story. The Capitol turned down the Beatles twice. They actually turned them down <laughs> twice. Nobody knows this. Seymour's telling yeah. about it. And everybody goes, what? And it's Unbelievable. like... Unbelievable. Right. And so they uh, they said, well, we don't want this song, She Loves You. We don't want that song. 
So he said, well, we're going to take the next song. <laughs> you know, so finally this out umbrella label on Capitol takes I Want to Hold Your Hand. You know what happened after that. I don't have to tell yeah, you. Yeah, it exploded. I mean, well, and so I mean, that's the first what started, but nobody knew that the Beatles were turned down twice originally by Capitol. That's a great story. I mean, that's well, I knew they were rejected by a ton of labels, but not that. their labels. Yeah, exactly, that's because funny. everybody says they're rejected by everybody except Capitol. That's been the story right. for a lifelong. Yeah. But well, I'll tell you, Seymour Stein, though, I mean, you know, as a kid, I mean, Sire Records were everything. Anything that had the Sire imprint mm-hmm. on it, I bought it because, you know, the Talking yeah. Heads, uh, I think Richard Hell and the Voidoids was on that. Right, I, mean, I, you know, I like, worked on that, yeah. Richard Hell, the replacements. I mean, oh, not only that, I mean, is the, it's genius. a laundry list, the cult, the cure. The cult. Uh, Depeche Mode, uh, name name pretenders, Madonna, da da da, rock and roll, you know, t- Talking Heads. It's a laundry list of groups that nobody. I mean, a lot of people don't know about that. That he had the Cure, he had Depeche Mode in the early days. He had Madness, right? He had Madness, Madness. right? English I mean, the, you know, the pretend, English the, I mean, the, for him to sign the Pretenders, right, the English beat, I mean, you know, the Ramones, yeah. I, I, everything he was putting out was just great. I mean, you know, anything that anything with that Sire logo, and as I'm saying it, I could envision vision in my head right now. Uh, you know, I was always a big fan of uh, everything that they put out. It was automatic. Like, if I was, uh, right. you know, Sire put it out. Also, I think they put out, oh, gosh, that great band out of Australia. Oh, uh, I mean, um well, they have the group. They have this group called the Normal that was on Mute Records. That is really amazing. The group called the Normal, that was on Mute Records. And uh, in fact, the uh, we're going to talk about Depeche Mode later. Holly and I in our book, but uh, um, Miller, I think his name is Stephen Miller, was the founder of Mute. He talks about that record company, but you know, he picked up all these groups from these different labels, right, Keith? I mean, he just. But didn't he start it like twenty years? Previous before anything really happened, right? Like, oh yeah, the, oh yeah. He started Henry, like in Richard the early sixties. Yeah, Richard Goddard and him got together originally. That's how it starts, and then they they uh, evolved this company, and then it got bigger. You know, it's kind of like it got bigger. You know, what I mean? it got into this uh, extra dimension, and then Sire Records was formed. Uh, but the, you know, they started with Climax Blues Band and Renaissance and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know stuff like that. So I all mean, I worked on, when I first got there. I worked on Renaissance, variety. I worked on Climax Blues Band, and all of a sudden they led me into insanity. You know, literally, <laughs> it's like. But you know, that's how they started. Climax Blues Band had some a single that was hot. You know, and they picked up on that. They bought it. They're from Atlanta too, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh no, that was the Atlanta rhythm section. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's and, uh, but, but Climax Blues Band, you know, they had a single that was a, a monster, and Seymour picked up on that. And that's what started them. And then he had Annie Haslam and Renaissance, you know, mm-hmm. little offshoot groups. And then all of a sudden, start, I mean, I remember, God, I would walk in there and, like, the art director would say, Spencer, we got a group called The Pretenders. They said, you know something, Spencer? We don't have to pay him any money, the DJs. They just put the needle on the record. <laughs> that's how he said. I never forgot that. He said, you just got to put the needle on the record. You don't have to pay them anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, and that's where they were. And think about know? those first two Pretenders records and all those Sire Ramones oh. records and, and the replacements and, uh, you know, and the talking heads. I mean, you know, Seymour, I, when, so his book is out? 
Yeah, it's called Siren Song. We're going to talk about it on our news, uh, Flash News, after you're up. But, but you can listen in. And uh, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, and he did. Uh, Seymour's been running around, and he walks with a cane, and he could hardly walk. It's kind of a sad. But he he's like a rabbit. I mean, it's like his activity record. It's unreal. He goes to London. He's going all over the place. The guy. I mean, like Seymour's got to be in his. Well, he's probably got to be in his 80s at this point. He's right? in his he 80s. He can hardly walk. But he, if he, if you. If you know, once in a while you, I, we email each other, but I got to tell you, he's he's like a rabbit. I'm in London now. I'll be back in about a month. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, like and what you're saying is, is like, you know, people that age thing is is it's all a, a state of mind. You know, all oh a yeah, state of exactly. Mind. I mean, he's. Still I mean, you know, the Rolling Stones in their mid 70s are on tour right now. You know, I was talking before yeah. about you know working with David Johansson, challenging you know some of these 22 year old kids to keep up with guys like him and uh, Jagger. I mean, it, it, it's all a state of mind. Seymour's another example. You know, he's in his 80s and still doing what he David, does. Oh, by the way, I met David at a Danny Fields signing down in New York, a Danny Fields book. I, I met oh, David. Yeah? yeah, I met David down there for a split second. We would talk a little bit. Because I designed a Spanish rocket ship for him. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's happy well, now. He's doing the Buster that. thing, and he, you know, he's he's playing around yeah. New York. You know, and he's, uh, you know, just matching a fun show. You know, I was talking earlier. I mean, that that is. Uh, I mean, we we we. Uh, you know, a couple of times I thought they were going to call an ambulance on both of us because of the laughter. I mean, <laughs> it, it's literally like two thirty. You know, producing a show for fifteen years. I mean, yeah. it is a lot of fun. It is. It's oh, like you remember great. your best buddy in third grade well. that you just would laugh about the stupidest stuff. I mean, working with him is is, is a joy, and he's one of the smartest, yeah. coolest talented guys I ever work with, man. He's definitely an inspiration. He's good people all across the board. Yeah. Uh, I love what he's doing now with the you know resurrecting the Buster character. He's He's yeah, quite, uh, Buster say, yeah, Buster Point Dexter, man. He's like happening. <laughs> he's a, he's the man, you know. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, so are you guys, you know. And uh, you know, I'm really glad oh, thank that you, you guys we love had you. me back we love on. You, yeah, we love uh, you. I hope to uh, I hope to do it again as well too. It's well, right? Next next thing you put out, you know, you'll be back on. No doubt. And, uh, oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And uh, you know, Holly, what do you got going on in the near future? <laughs> Holly's doing a cookbook. I'm trying uh, to push her on a oh, yeah? one of the greatest cooks in the world. Oh, my God. I got a promoter. I got a promoter. Forget about it. Anybody listening so, so, to so, Holly, does Spencer come out and visit you out in, uh, out there and, uh, you know, a little he partaking? He has and... not. He has not yet. But I will tell you that um, I have, we talk about food a lot because there's so much yeah, great food, food out here, Keith. Um, we're very oh, firm God. to table here in Sonoma. <laughs> he said, oh, God, he knows I'm going to get into it. Good, we're very good, firm good, good. to table out here. But, you know, besides just, you know, the food part, it's just all about presentation and also all about eating healthy, you know, self-sustaining type, um, you know, right. farming, um, a lot of growing your own stuff and making it so that it's, you know, you know what you're eating. I try to follow that as, as so, much as possible. It's such an important yeah. thing oh, that people yeah. overlook. It, it is. is. Yeah. And so when's your cookbook coming out? But I got to put in here, Holly. Keith, her recipes are unreal. I mean, I got to. Holly is off the charts. So it's like she's got to do this book. If you don't know, you I have no idea her recipe. And then oh. if I pull her up and I'm doing something, she tells me something else to do to make it more creative. You know, this is where she comes from. I mean, it's amazing. You know, well, like you know, we she said though, presentation is everything with food. I mean, yeah, yeah especially. Yes. Holly knows about food we big have- time too. We had we had a coffee show and um, the guy was about dying when I was telling oh. him the recipes that I created with oh, his yeah, uh, exactly. flat roof spread. <laughs> he went crazy. Him, 
He went nuts. He said he actually emailed me the other day and said, "Are you going to send me some of those recipes?" And I said, "You know what I'm doing? I'm taking photos too because I'm a huge photographer as well. I love images. I'm I'm really into images, yeah. sounds. Um, you know the whole the whole feeling of everything. It has to have like, you know, it has to be sight, sound, taste, everything. So a lot of the stuff that I do, it's 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 all encompassing. So that's why doing music and talking about music and doing radio is really important too, because I've got Therapeutic so too. many people. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Exactly. Well, there, there's so many people that live right here in my area that have studios like the Doobie brothers and Tommy Shaw and Jack blades and they're all, and Carla Santana, everybody lives really close by and everybody's just playing. Do you cook for them? I'll just go somewhere. Oh, I have cooked for a lot of people, yes. And one of my the favorite things that people really like that I make is my chicken lasagna. I make a chicken mm. lasagna that's, like, really good. You don't even want to get me started because Spencer will be like, I got to go now. To, uh, <laughs> I can hear him salivating through the phone right now. <laughs> I told him about my midsummers, my midsummers, what I was making for midsummers, and he was like, "You're kidding, right?" <laughs> so, so when, when is when is your cook the... when is your cookbook expected uh, out to the masses? Um. Well, um. You know what, Spencer? When do you think? Let's uh, give it a timeline. Oh my God, this is going to be a hard one. Six like... months. <laughs> Is, uh, is Spence doing the cra- graphic design for the cover? Well, I'm going to help her no. get the book because Maybe. I don't know if we could yeah, do the, yeah, uh, design yeah, it, but I'm going to help Holly, you know, uh, you know what, what she needs to just to get it prepped for the uh, publisher, and hopefully it's the thing will get in. But I'm sure, you know, you should do a, a cooking show on TV. I think that would be cool. I well, yeah, I you know, have already yeah. talked to the Food Network, and I've done quite a few shows with the Food Network before we started doing more of the music, but food is all-encompassing, and um, what they, what I did with them that really is fun is I have a lot of friends that have restaurants, obviously, in this area, vineyards. I live on a vineyard, right. so we've got, I've got vineyards all around me. And well, Spence, you never went out to visit you know, her? I crazy, am crazy, man. No. I'm, so, I'm so lazy, and I, I, you know, and I tell her to come here, and she's well, lazy. So we're going to get together eventually. You know that. I mean, that'll it's happen. Just but it's happening. Just, it's happening. It it's is. happening it's on happening. the phone right now, Keith. Live. It's happening. But, but Keith, <laughs> but Keith, besides just the food, it's like you know, taking photography for me is really big, and also the music. The music is because I've worked with so many different people in the music industry, especially in Prague. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, we want to talk a little bit. We're going to be talking about the Clash book in our review, which um, is a big part. Mike, you dread was a very big part of the Clash who I worked with, and um, we're going to be doing that. Did you want to stay on for our uh, pop culture news? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you want to I hang mean, out for somewhere? but. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, tell me, uh, are you doing the pop culture news right now? We're going to do. Yeah, we'll we're going to do right a short. Now. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's not too long. It won't be long. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, no I, mean, I love talking to you guys. You. So it's cool. Well, I love you too, well, man. So I want to ask you before I go into our favorite song that goes right into pop culture news, which song would you like me to end with? 
Oh, definitely New York City. That's the one that's getting some, uh, uh, you know, yeah. radio play. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a song I wrote after 9-11. It's been mm. sitting around that long. And, while, you know, while we wow. were making this record, I actually woke up from a dream, and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember, and I went, you know, I remember I demoed it somewhere. And, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. got the uh, the old feelings in New York, you know, it pays homage to the Yankees and the Knicks and Broadway. And, uh, you oh, know, after 9-11, cool. yeah, then, we... we we were just like, you, you know, mm-hmm. the city's going to survive. You know, we're, we're going to fight our way back. And, uh, you know, it sat in the vaults for that long, and I thought it was a perfect time to bring it out on this record. And, um, That's great. Oh, so, no. Yeah. yeah. A little you bit, know, little a bit lot different of really kind cool. of vibe to it than the rest of the record, but, uh, you know, I love the tune. And, and we play this live. People to, love it. So. Yeah, you need to come out to Sonoma and write a song for us, uh, you know, after yeah. our fires. I mean, pretty much everybody lost everything out here. I would love to. And, you oh, know... Wow. Seriously, you should come out because there are so many people that I'm getting I together. I could grab Spencer on the way in. I'm about uh, 32 <laughs> right. blocks from him. You should. <laughs> you should. And, and I, you should. But we go to JFK. Yeah, we can get through the, uh, you know, through the through the paneling and uh, right, get out to Sonoma yeah. for a couple of days. That'd be cool. Well, you should. Yeah. I'll make it easy on you, Spencer. We can talk. Uh, we can talk Yankees. On the... All right, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And hit the airport it's bars. That'd be fun. Spencer is a guy oh, I would yeah. love to go to a baseball game with. Like he, you know, when we, I remember, oh, you know, we were talking before about Andrew Miller. But <laughs> we, you know, we should go to Yankee Stadium together sometime. Seriously, I, I love the new stadium. I think I'm the only person that loves it, but I love it. I, I really do. Well, I, I, mean, I got uh, this thing about the old stadium. Oh yeah, it's the best. I, but I, mean, I was brought up going to the old stadium. That's before it got mm-hmm. changed at all. That was unreal. I mean, the facade was part of the architecture. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, the original Yankee Stadium. The original, yeah, but now it's cookie-cutter. But i got to tell you, it, Billy Crystal talked about that. When you walked into the original old stadium that Babe Ruth built, you know, the original that I went to, that was a stadium. i got to tell you, you would it's like day and night from the new stadium. It was now, so the, the one I went to, you know, there's the other one in 76. I uh, was there. I remember the first game I went to, the Yankees played the Orioles. Uh, Al Bunbury let off, hit a triple, sacrifice fly, <laughs> and, that, and that's how the game ended. It was one nothing. I remember uh, bases yeah, loaded, yeah, two outs in the ninth, and Chris wow. Campbell struck out. Yeah. But, but you know but, what? I'm just telling you, the older stadium was better. Before 70s, the really old stadium, they had a left field fence that mm-hmm. was low. They had a right field fence that was low. You had the big monuments in the center. You had the facade part of the architecture of the stadium totally different and it was more dramatic it was it was really beautiful unfortunately that changed but but you know i look at i love the yankees i mean wherever they're playing they're the yankees you know what i mean so i'm a diehard new york sports guy you know i mean mean, music i mean you know sports to me is therapy you know because you know Mm -hmm. you you do this stuff all day long you come home and there's you know especially you know when the knicks like when they were on those uh west coast trips and those games start at 11 o'clock it's like the best time dead of winter yeah, I'm, I couldn't be any happier. But you know, I eat, breathe, and sleep Yankees, Knicks, Jets, and Rangers. Yeah, so, uh, that, that's yeah, right. yeah, but, yeah. The, but the you know to see the Yankees, uh, you know, you know potentially coming into like you know one of the, the greatest dynasties ever is pretty exciting right now. Right, exactly. Oh, totally absolutely. Agree. Totally agree. So you know, I, but I uh, word, just like I you, build it and they will come. That's great, movie. <laughs> you got. What's that? I missed that. Agrees. Oh yeah, Phil. Uh, yeah, Phil the dreams. Good, great line, dreams, Holly. Man, yeah. What a yeah. great movie, man. That was oh, just like. Uh, man, it's been twenty years since I've seen that, but I remember it was good. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a, it's a really great movie. movie. Really is a great. I like movie. I like well, the, Jack, love... uh, the Jackie Robinson movie. I thought that was great. Oh, 
Isn't yeah. that great? That was such that a was great awesome. movie. And now, wait a, a minute. Who's gonna, are you, is anybody here going to go see Jurassic Park? The no. New one? It, no. I mean, I saw the first no. one in the theaters. No. It got no. good reviews, and Enter- Entertainment Weekly killed it, by Are the you way. kidding? No. Yeah, they, they, they did a big article on it, and then they gave a review on it. It was really bad. It's like a, it's like a wannabe Chris, movie to me. It's a hyped-up thing, Holly. Chris. I'm telling you. To me, it's hyped up. It's all hyped up. No, no, no. no. I, you, well, know, you know, going Chris. to movies is quite an expense in these days and ages. Oh. I mean, you know, with the food and everything like that, you walk out of there, you know, it's oh, like your bill's like over 100 bucks. Wait, just go wait a minute. i got to bring in something. You know, the first Jurassic Park, Holly, I love. The first that was great. Don't yeah, that was go amazing. there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I wanted to tell you. You want? No, I'm saying don't tell me that the movie's bad. Chris is probably listening. Chris, if you're listening, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Call me. Don't listen to me. Go see it. They have a plan. They want to go out and see the movie together. Don't listen to me. Holly, don't listen to me. Go see it. People have different opinions. No. No. But out here, do you have in New York now theaters where you can sit down and they serve food and beer and yes, alcohol? Yeah, that's what I was just yes. saying. Um, you yep. go to the movies now, the you know, you have a couple beers, and then, you know, it's like 200 bucks. Yeah, the guys, like out out in Brooklyn, Williamsburg, there's a theater that serves the food Alamo. at your table. That you the Alamo, right? right? Uh, no, no, no. It's a, another – it's a part <laughs> of the Brooklyn Film Festival. It's a theater out there that um, – that uh, so serves food it, 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 while you're sitting at the there. movie. The table opens up and they put food on it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. How and the food is, is good, it? too. Yeah, it is. How it much is. is it? How much is it to go to the movies there? Oh, I spent, wow. I, 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 I was mean, at the Alamo. I spent like 200 bucks for myself. It was crazy. I was trash by the time I walked out there, but it was a... Just to go to the movies, how much is it? Oh, uh, it's go? like I don't know, like fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks, something like that. Okay. Right? Yeah, but don't you have movie wow. pass? Wow, so much cheap. more. Don't there. you have movie pass? That's the biggest thing going. Movie pass. You pay nine dollars a month. You can see anything. anything. You remind me of my uncle so much. Go ahead, keep going. No right? movie pass, Holly. <laughs> do you know about movie pass? Holly, do you, you know, know about what? movie I pass? I don't pay to go to the movies. I'm sorry. Uh, Oops. I'll be honest, I think the last movie I went to see in the theaters might have been I Am Legend, so it's been a while. Wow. No, I, yeah. wait, no, I take that back. I, I, the, 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 uh, yeah. What was the, the what No was the last Star Wars movies? Are you kidding me? That you was it. That was the, that's Star the one I spent the 200 bucks on, yes. Okay. Not the new one, the one before Let's this one. Jedi, you gotta be old to get the movies. Jedi. Yeah. Oh, come on. When Mark Hamill at the Jedi. end. The last uh, you know, I, I, the first three. I, I, after that, I, I tried. I tried so hard. You know, the <laughs> Phantom Menace and stuff. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't groove on it. You know, those first three to me were the best. The right. Last Jedi is really cool. Ooh. You know, if you see, hey, wait a minute. yeah, yeah, the Star Wars series. What? That's, you know, that's a great one, man. The Star early Wars Star cool, Wars series you know are what? amazing. The early Guardians ones. Guardians of the Galaxy rocks. I like that. Those Which movies. one? Those make me. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the, uh, the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah, it is. The soundtrack, it's right? With, uh, with the raspberries on it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Yep. But, um, you know, I love you guys, but I do got to split, though. I got to meet people at, like, 630. But uh, I had such a great time talking to you guys. Let's go. What's that? Have a great... Friday. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to go into yep. our pop culture news and say goodbye to Keith Roth. If you listened and tuned in late, it will be available afterwards on iTunes. <laughs> I know. You're going to play New York City? <laughs> yeah. We are. 
I love you guys. I love you guys. All right, here we go. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Love you guys. If you're still there, which I see you I are, am. thank you so much hey, for being Keith. here today. I was just sending you guys an and email gonna... about how much fun I had. All right. Oh, yeah. And we had fun. It was great. Hey, also send me the link to uh, the iTunes thing, and I'll put it up on my uh, Facebook page. And, great. And, uh, you know, great. Yeah. So people that got to miss it, you know, they can hear it. I had, a, you know, it was really fun uh, kind of going down memory lane. And uh, thank you for letting me uh, promote the film and the and the, uh, the new record. And uh, always great talking you're to you guys. But welcome. I want to stay on for the pop culture news. I'm, I'm getting dressed as I'm talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you're going to hear our great, fun song that we just, I, I love this song. It's great. We're going to go into pop culture news now. Here you guys go. Stay tuned. 
wants yesterday's papers? Who wants yesterday's guns? Who wants yesterday's papers? Nobody in the world. And oh, that's great to, to hear. 
Second to that was EP, very low, very low EP, which I'm kind of shocked because that's where you get all the great songs in a small amount. But um, And then, um, you know, and then box set. But the big sellers, they said double, uh, double since last year, are LPs and 45, which is very... This event is like New Music Seminar, which is not not around anymore, but it's a global global event that everybody participates. It's amazing for networking on radio, by the way, too, radio. And and it's just everybody in the vinyl uh, indie business, I'm sorry, indie music business (laughs) are going there. (laughs) Well, you know, vinyl did a billion dollars last year. You know that, right? What? Vinyl sold a billion dollars last year. My God, I love it, Holly. What are you going? Are you on drugs? Holly? <laughs> she's out there, you know. She's uh, you know, the new crops are coming in. She's in a good frame of mind. No, <laughs> right. No, <laughs> I'm laughing because because you're like talking so funny today. I'm what? <laughs> she's supposed to do the news. Oh uh, well, we both you're are. You're talking but, okay. so funny. No, it's so cute how you explain what you're doing and you're tripping over it and you're. Call it, you can't make out your words, but it's all good. It's all good, Holly. It's all good. So let's talk about our books. Um, let's go into the – see, Holly, cool out. Uh, we're go, going into the Siren Songbook by Seymour Stein first, and that's one of the great books out there all about Seymour and great stories of his life and a book that should be written about and read and um, – I went to the book signing in New York, but um, anyway, that's a great book put out by St. Martin's Press. And uh, Holly, you read it, right? Did you read the book? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting a lot of feedback here. I can see this. This show is going to go. Okay, let's go on to the second book. Let's go on to the second book. I'm waiting for the review. I just uh, no, the review no, is not there anymore. Holly just put out. Hey, you know what though? I'm gonna run though. But I love you guys. I had a great time hanging out with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen as I'm getting ready, and I uh, hope to you know hope to speak, see you guys soon. Thank you so much for having me on. I really Take appreciate care, it. Take care, Keith. Take care, man. Okay. Love you, dudes. Care, guys. Sorry. Love you guys. Girls. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh my God! I heard dominoes falling on the table or something. I don't know. I'm just laughing. I can't oh, stop okay. laughing. No, I heard dominoes fall. Nothing happened. Yes, I read so, the book. I, I mean, what did you think of the series? Really book. insightful. It's I a lot it was of really stories. Insightful. A lot of great stories. Everybody should read this book. Stories. Yep. yep. And Seymour's and, in know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If people don't know, he's one mm-hmm. of the most famous uh, record. Label on his Sire Records, very famous well, that I designed for, of course. But it's a great I thought, book. Just, I, I thought that they were a lot of a lot of the stories where you had to be there moments, you know, like you yeah, had to be yeah, there, right. and that's what was yeah. really that's what really makes yeah, is right. that when somebody I really can't. talks about and paints pictures of really what's going on, you know, in, at that mm-hmm. time for the right. for the people that are reading that don't really get a chance to really be in that in that place it's like being there yeah, and yeah, i'll tell you, you one know. there's so many stories as we well know but one story is very interesting how mm-hmm. david byrne was when talking he talks about talking heads and that david byrne starts to alienate himself for the first time from the group when actually believe it or not when chris and tina get married for some reason now he's not wasn't romantically oh, involved 
Okay. Yeah, and that's weird to me, and it's not about Tina. I mean, you know, Seymour was mm-hmm. gay anyway, brings it out in the book, we know this, but it's it's just that it's so weird, the idea. David is, you know, Seymour said he was a hard person. He, he still says that. He's a very he's a very hard individual. Um, I, fortunately, had an easy time signing with him, thank God. But, you know, that's an interesting story like that. Nobody knows that, you know what I mean? And brought out a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like you're talking about, that you're mentioning, of course, that um, – there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about the Ramones, um, well, that, that area, all of them. It goes down the line, and then he tells about all the people um, that he he starts from the very beginning where the, his own mentors, you know, people that he worked with and that meant so much to mm-hmm. him. Um, you know, it was really amazing when I saw him in New York. He actually cried on the stage with some when he mentioned. Oh wow! Yeah, I know Holly in the book. He said, mm-hmm. I'm, I, "I said, pardon me, I'm crying because these people meant so much to me. I'm, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. unbelievable. But yeah, so it's a really great book. Um, insight into one of the great record people who had great ears. Very close with Chris Blackwell, another from Island Records, who I designed for, fortunately. And they were they they were both like had great ears and they were visionaries and they did everything from." the artists they work with. Um, and um, anyway, it, it's a really great book with a lot of stories that we, we, we're, t- we're talking about, right? No, 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 that's absolutely true. And, you know, now that, you're, now that I'm thinking about it and after having Keith on today, I yeah. think Keith should think about writing a book about his years right. in broadcasting and all the different people that he's interviewed. Oh, my God, you're and right. The, got, and the moment. You're right. Totally. Wow. And the interviews and the people that have been in the studios with him. I think Keith should do that. Wow, uh, you're right. He's got plenty of stories. Call and find out. We will will definitely talk about it. Get in touch with Spencer and um, you guys should talk about it. I think it would be a really cool thing. That's a great idea. Holly, that's a good idea you brought up. Because he's so personal, and he's yeah. got, you know, such a great relationship with all the people that are on his shows. Right. Um, from what I've seen and what I've heard, you know, and talking to him today, I think that he could really write a great book. You're yeah. right. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I, that's yeah. a great idea, in fact. Yeah, very I do. So, he could I come mean, up with oh, a great title, I'm sure. Oh, a yeah. Title. Oh, are you kidding? Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And then the next two books that we're going to talk about is Depeche Mode's mm-hmm. Monument book by um, mm-hmm. Akashic Books. And, great book. Uh, Beautiful. Great book. And the mm-hmm. other one, the Clash book, uh, Quarto. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's similar. These two books, to me, are similar because they're, they just, uh, there's a whole chronology through album covers mm-hmm. and 45s, visuals, photographs. Absolutely. Of their, uh, both yeah. groups' lives, which is very interesting. They kind of like cross over mm-hmm. into that, into that. And uh, I, th- I thought the, those books were amazing, right? I mean, they're just amazing to read. Amazing yeah. photography, the way yeah. that it's put together, and you know, especially the way that it's presented is really important. Um, it is. What really yeah. I loved about they're both. Very similar, but then very different in its own right. ways. They they right. have True. different, you know, stories to tell. But right. the thing that I really enjoyed about the Clash book, um, as, you know, compared to the um, Depeche Mode book, mm-hmm. is in the Clash book where it talked about album to album, what was going on with each 
single album that mm-hmm. was being done yeah. by The Clash. And, right. you know, there are some diehard Clash fans out there. And if you are, this is a fantastic book for you to pick up and to go ahead and read. Um, and, you know, you're going to get a lot of memorabilia in that book and a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes knowledge, things that I didn't yeah. even know. You know? Yeah, me too. And I then, mean, it's a, yeah, and it's then, a total book. It's like yeah. a total book, right? Oh. Yeah, and then the Pesh Mode book then has amazing photography, unbelievable mm-hmm. photography. Right. And the photography goes with the stories. And, uh, you know, I just loved how it tells the stories with, you know, what's going on. The the sideline, you know, the side notes, you know, on the uh Yeah, yeah. On the pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and, and and it has um it has mm-hmm. a lot of I, I couldn't it's a big book. It's bigger than the class yeah. book but it, it uh, more pagination, but uh, I couldn't get over the amount of visuals in that book. Uh the besides colors, the writing. The colors and yeah, absolutely. That's what really struck me was the Yeah, visual. I agree with um, you totally. Yeah. Visually speaking, it's a book that sure is really tell you the story. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot in there to really absorb. And you know, we've also gotten another book that we did not talk about, the garbage book, which I think was Oh yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's another I'm glad you, you brought know, that up. The garbage the book. Colors of the colors of that Great, mm-hmm. yeah. Garbage is a great group. That's I mean, another, they have a great history. Gotta have book. Yep, mm-hmm. the garbage book. I totally agree. That's another Akashic put up by Akashic Books, and that's another great mm-hmm. book. And that I'm glad you brought that up. I really am. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, a fantastic book. You know, out of all yeah. the books, I mean, I can't really say which are, which was my favorite, really. Um, mm, except that we, I do have, I do have one book that I recently received that we're going to be doing a show on soon. So I'm oh, not cool. going to talk about that yet. But okay, yeah, that yeah. book, you know what I'm talking about, and we're going to be talking about that at a very future date. And it's a very fantastic book. Um, but these other books that we've gotten, we want to thank everybody out there that has supported us and given us amazing things and tools to be able to do our shows and to be able to really, that, you know, know yeah, the artists. We hope that all these books are read, uh, heard about, mm-hmm. but and everybody out there buys these books. They're just phenomenal. I mean, these books mm-hmm. that we just, that you mentioned and we both mentioned are just, they really are great books. I mean, they're just, they're not just good books. They're great books, right? I mean, they're just, it's just like you want to, you just want to have them. They're I books mean, you want to have. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I love the I love the Frank Sinatra book that I got though. That book. Oh has my some God, great that's historical Holly. Too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. The I Frank know. Sinatra book. That whole thing. Right, right, right. That's all. Well, you thing. know, I'm a diehard Frank Sinatra fan. I love. Well, Frank I've been, you Sinatra. know, I'm doing, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm I'm collecting for the vinyl show, and I bought some really great Sinatra. 45s and LPs, and you know what a great cover is? Frankie. It's an album called Frankie, and it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. And it's a gorgeous LP cover uh, done in his early years. Mm-hmm. But I'm going through the. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm going through this Frankie 45 and LP. They put a lot of beautiful covers for him. I mean, there's some real yeah, they right did. There, and they're beautiful albums. Very photogenic. And, mm-hmm. Yep, very funny. And some he of them are even illustrated. Some of the 
all seven inches mm-hmm. of, are illustrated, with, beautifully illustrated. I mean, it looks realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But they did beautiful covers, a lot of beautiful covers for him. And our friend Chuck Renato that was on one time, he has a fantastic mm-hmm. collection. Of course, he's got the Frank. And, of course, we're going to get the Frank Sinatra release. That's going to be hot. We're getting that Frank Sinatra yeah. release. He remember, I reminded him. He said, oh, don't worry. You and Holly are going to get it. You know, I just wanted to tell you. I don't know if you know about it. But, oh, you know, no, it's like, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait for that. That'll be yeah, awesome. Yeah, me too. But, and, and he's, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But you know what I wanted to say was, I'd really like for you to tell our listeners a little bit about what you have coming up with your album covers. Well, I got, well, are you talking about, we got a, Judith and I and Sylvia Rita curating a major vinyl show. I really can't announce it. I I got an email from them. (laughs) I can't. I apologize. I told you, I know, I apologize because I told you. I was going to do it, but I can't because I got an email from them. They're okay. not ready yet. And I called the gallery. I, I called the gallery, Holly, and they're not booked yet. So I can't even say anything about them right now, which mm. I didn't know. I to do a book. They gave me dates. You know, they gave me exactly. But now I can't talk about it. For one thing is the dates are not secured. That's major, you know. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I might have been able to flip the switch a little bit, but... Now that I know the gallery hasn't booked them, I can't even mention dates, you know, which before I thought I had, which I actually had. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll be the first to announce it. You could, you could believe that when I when I find out about it. But thanks for bringing that up. And then, you know, I've got the vinyl show with Judith and Sylvia Reed in the spring of 2019. And then, um, I don't know, I'm having a, I have a book proposal on a vinyl book. And um, I really can't talk about it, but you know, I'm hoping that could get off the ground. And um, you know, it's just vinyl, vinyl, vinyl. You know, it's just and oh, Larry Jaffe will be on. I'm trying to get a um, making vinyl event show right before October. Mm-hmm. It was in October, October first and second for those listening. Making vinyl did so big last year. It's going to do it again. Judith and I are judges again. And you know, it's interesting. Listen to this. Um, the judging is going to be online, so it's going to be different. Like there'll be judges oh, in fantastic. England. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. going to be like Globally. England. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so there are designers judging that'll be in foreign countries. This is incredible. <laughs> so it's like I gave Larry a list of some of the great ones, and he thanked me. And let's see, if we can get. To but I'm sure we're going to have some judges in England, and um, you know, foreign countries plus the United States. You know that uh, L.A. Uh, uh, you know, L.A., um, like Lawrence Azarod, who was on our show from, you know, mm-hmm. won a Grammy already, you know, on packaging. I think, so, I think that would be, I think that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's going a different direction. Before we had to physically be there to judge. Now it's going to be online, uh, which mm-hmm. makes the whole inter, uh, global thing happen, which is very interesting. And then the mm-hmm. event's going to be in Detroit again, October 1st and 2nd. Um, and you can go on the internet and just search uh, "making vinyl," making vinyl event, mm-hmm. and you'll see all the information. And uh, that's what's going on. So that was an important announcement. Thank you very much for doing that. That was really cool. Oh no, it was really important. And I just wanted to say to everybody out there, um, there are a lot of really cool festivals going on throughout the summer months. Yeah. And uh, right now is a really great time to get out there. And if you want to catch some really 
great music. <clears throat> I'm sure there's some fantastic bands or something. You know, going out to an open mic night, you might discover something really cool, you know, something you haven't heard. And even these festivals, people are popping up. It's funny. There's one festival that will be announced, and then somebody really comes in and headlines, you know, over you're already got your great headline there. You've got somebody that's added to it. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of people popping up here, there, and everywhere yeah. and yeah, that are somebody that you mm-hmm. want to see. Yeah, so I know there's some really great shows coming up in New York, out here in California. We've got a lot of stuff going on as far as, you know, yeah, festivals right. and outdoor events and stuff. Um, they have, uh, you know, they have here how they have the summer stage, which is very mm-hmm. big every summer, and they have a huge mm-hmm. list of musicians playing. I mean, I can't even tell you, and it's all over the place. It's oh, Central you, Park. Oh, wait. What? That's right. Um, the gentleman that I had on just recently is going to be playing that summer stage with Richard Barone. Oh, yeah, Barone. great. And wow. uh, Suzanne Vega, I think, is going to be playing. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be at that. We talked about that oh, on one great. of the shows. So yeah, that'll yeah. be really cool. That'll be yeah. really, really fun. they got a, but, they got a um, long list. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, like you're saying, uh, you're right. I mean, the summer is just everybody's out there. Fun. There's all sorts yeah. of things in New York. It's just endless, you know. So, um, you know. Yeah. Now, moving on to a very a serious note, and I wasn't going to talk about this, but I am because I really okay. feel like I need to. Good. I think it's really important that we all collectively, you know, as, as the human race here, yeah. all kind of like come together and uh, really think about what's going on in the world right now um, with the children, regardless of right. where Separation. they are coming from. Um you really Migration. need to, you know, if you if you have a chance to help support or go and donate time in any capacity at all to help, you know, with these misplaced children that are mm-hmm. out there, you know, do it. If you have a chance to be able to do that. Um, if not, you know, just at least support. There's so much good information out there that you need to look at and help support the um, reunification of these children with their family members. Yeah, and um, you know, you know, you know it's interesting. so important. Yeah, and I agree mm-hmm. with you, Holly. I, I totally second that. And also, uh, I read today, very interesting, they took a survey of people across mm-hmm. the United States, a very big survey across the United States, and they find that most people now are, are anti-Trump because he had this big anti-migration thing well now 80 listen to this 80 percent of the people are for the migrants now <laughs> it's totally reversed 80 mm-hmm. percent well, are you know, for because of this situation because mm-hmm. of this situation right and it has to do with uh, really, humanity it's really woken up it's really woken up the masses i think and i think yeah. it's making us really take a long hard look at ourselves and it's like what I'm saying is that before you even say something or do something, you think about what you're going to do and what you're going to say and see if you would like that being done or said to you. That's right. my approach, you know. So, as I said, if you have a chance to be part of anything out there and helping um, the children 
or a young adults or young, you know, adults in itself, you know, help. You know, don't um yeah. don't just say, Hey, whatever, you know, someone else is gonna do it because if you're always waiting for someone else to do something, nothing's ever gonna happen. It's and true. Uh, I wanna thank I wanna thank all my friends out there that had been praying for that to happen. It was so funny, I was having a conversation um the day before the treaty or whatever was signed by whatever. And, uh, you know, it was, we were praying so hard for that to happen. And it's like, we're really being heard. So don't think that you're not being heard on a spiritual level because you are. Everything matters. And that's all you have to say to yourself. It's like everything matters that you do. Everything matters that someone else does. And, uh, Try to do something positive. And again, it's Friday. Don't drink and drive, guys. And uh, mm-hmm. with that, we're going to end our show again with um, the song New York City. And is there anything you wanted to say before we hung up? No, I, I, I just second what you were saying. I'm so glad you brought that up because in this world, mm-hmm. um, I think things are changing a little bit. And, um, mm-hmm. and Hopefully we get into a better dimension with humanity. We're becoming more aware. We're becoming more aware. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I mean, I know you're not supposed to mention politics and everything, but I myself have to mention, I mean, Trump is totally unreal. I mean, he has, he doesn't, Mm -hmm. he he backed out of the Humanity Council. Did you read about that? The Humanity Council he backed out of. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to change things, that's all. And I agree with Holly totally, and hopefully the mid, mid-elections will change things. I'm sure it will. And, um, and, but, Holly, what you brought up is really very important, and I'm glad you brought it up. And, um, and everybody I was shocked. To, uh, yeah. I was you know, shocked. You know, I, yeah. I know that I've talked to other people, and uh. there's been a lot of sadness, a lot of sadness around the world being felt. And it's not just here in the USA it's being felt. It's being felt globally. And everyone I've talked to, you know, in the last couple of days, all they can do is cry. because, And they're not ones that have family that are being held. They feel bad about what's happening, you know. Right. So I'm not right. saying that um, things should I, – I, I just think that part should change, and however else everything else changes, it's all about, you know, it's karmically going to take care of itself, so that's how I feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as we take the action, you know, that we need to take, there will mm-hmm. be, you know, definite change. Um, you know, and I'm not wishing ill will on anyone. I just right. really need for everyone to... Well, not I don't need everyone, but I'm just saying I, I hope that everyone participates in this global awareness that is starting to come about. And, uh, you know, and go, we're going into the summer of love, baby. So here we go. We're, go, we're going into the summer of love. Yeah, we, yeah First right. Day summer exactly. yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But, um, yeah, on a lighter note. We're going to say again, we had Keith Roth with us today. We talked about Let Me Down Hard, newest release, The Blunt Truth, which has fantastic music on it. And, again, the soundtrack to the movie Let Me Down Hard, 
great, great soundtrack, and um, we'll end it with New York City again, because I think that's mm-hmm. such a great song. Oh, it's unbelievable. You want to go for it? I mean, he's got a lot okay. of good songs in there, yeah. It's all great. And Keith, write a damn book, yeah, write a book. you got to write a book. <laughs> Talk to Spencer. Yeah, absolutely. And here you guys go, and have a great day. And Spencer, did you have anything more you wanted to say? No, I just wanted to say uh, everything that you said and more, and uh, say hello to my friend, uh, my co-partner and soulmate, Judith, having a wonderful oh, vacation. Yeah, she went out to Yellowstone Park and took these great photographs, and I miss oh, her. Wow. And Justin, just her son Justin's getting married. I love it. And Ariel's doing her movie thing, so I'm I'm a happy camper here in New York. And I love a nice now, holiday. Is, another great week. When is Ariel gonna? Oh wait, I want to say something really, really quickly. Ariel, yeah. by the way, just so everyone knows, is Judith's daughter, and she has the cutest voice and the funniest personality, <laughs> and was in. Um, Onar's movie, and um, she's going to be doing stand-up co- comedy. When is that That's happening? Right. I can't wait she's for that. She's doing a stand-up comedy in July, mm-hmm. early July. I got to get okay. this information from. And um, we got to have her on the bit. show. I know I five minutes. I'll see if I can get her on. It. She's she's like a yeah. little rabbit, but I'll, I'll see if I can get her on. No, you're right. Thanks a lot. That that would be really cool. She's no, doing a, yeah. She, July. Where's it gonna happen? July ninth. Where? Ariel, mm-hmm. uh, a place called the Pit. P I T. Seven thirty mm-hmm. p.m. One twenty-five East Twenty-fourth Street in New York City, and Ariel okay. will be there. On, and she's doing. They're giving her five minutes on the stage. I wonder what this is gonna be like. <laughs> oh well, it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be. She's going to be even more discovered than she already is. She's really... Yeah, exactly, and she's doing, you know, we I, all I got really to, believe that this yeah. is the beginning. She's a, she's, the she's beginning. Got, she's got some track. She's mm-hmm. doing a thing with Emma Stone that'll be on some channel soon in a series. Fantastic. She's on there. A couple of episodes, just a couple of... But, you know, mm-hmm. that's big, Emma Stone, right? So, you know... Yeah. She's, she's, she's there. She's getting higher and higher, you might say. You know, that's really mm-hmm. cool. And, um... Next week we have classical music by a classical yes, composer. Do. A very like she's won mm-hmm. a lot of awards. She's really a great class. She's very different. That's why I had her on for us. And I think it'll be a, a the first time we've had a classical music composer on, which I think is really cool. And she's very mm-hmm. like I say, she's very different, very creative. And um, and we're looking forward to next week. You know. Yeah, and with that, this is the weekend again, guys. Please don't drink and drive and go out and see Jurassic Park. I'm sorry, Spencer, but it is really no, no, it's a, a great movie. movie. Everybody see it. Roar! Everybody go see this. Roar! I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Yes, you gotta go Roar! see it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Go see it. Here you guys Tell go. me what you thought when you one. see it, Holly. I've already seen it. <laughs> oh, you did? What you think of it? Go see it. Do you like it? It's, it's really good. It's great. Unbelievable. Really? Wow. Well, you guys cool. will really like it. Yeah. Good movie. Entertainment That's Weekly gave thing. a couple of pages on it. New issue. June 15th issue gives mm-hmm. uh, several pages on it. It's supposed to be a really amazing movie. Seriously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, there is a plus and a negative, And I know, you know, it's like the first the thing. Okay. I mean, yeah. come on. How classic right. is that? That was scary. Okay, was it was great. like the first I time I think they've week. ever done anything like that, right? Yeah, yeah, and then no, the you're right. And then the second one, 
The second one. Did you see the second one? Yes, that's good too. Really good. How the dog. I saw it. Yeah, as you go along, it's kind of cool. They're they're kind of mm-hmm. cool in the Jurassic Park. So I, I look at when that's on TV, Holly. I tell you the truth, I watch it. When, I don't care what number it is, which one, mm-hmm. I watch it. Really, I really get into that whole thing of prehistoric animals and the whole thing with the island, and I, I get into that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, they, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, the great show. Now, Star Wars, different type of thing. Some of the movies I don't like as much as others, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I mean, the whole idea of that series is very hard to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, for so many movies, but... Oh, you know, no, I totally. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But there's good ones, these are in order. Good ones. It's really good ones. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. I mean... There's a lot of Star Wars movies that I like. I watch on TV. Seriously, I watch on TV, even the ones that are later, you know, because they're, they're just different. You know, you, know? you and I are going to have to talk because Star Wars, the way that they show them and they've released them, you know they're not in yeah. order. You know that some of the movies happened previous to the ones you've already seen. It's kind of like what they did with The Hobbit. In Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Very good so, point. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's, interesting. Um, no, you're right. So it's, it's yeah. interesting yeah. how they do that. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely on Jurassic Park. Um, and, you know, I'm not doing this because I'm not getting any money from it, but I'm just saying, you know, if you really want to go have some fun, go see the movie. Um, yeah. And there's a really great cast in it. And uh, you have the original, some of the original cast, some new members. Jeff Goldblum is back in this one. And, uh, He's in all the it. series, right? He's right. in all of them. Jeff Goldblum, right? He's he wasn't. In all he wasn't in. The, he wasn't in the last one. Really? Um, I forgot. But wow. no. But mm-hmm. he is in this one, and he plays yeah. a very. It's a very important part. Yeah. Okay. You've got to go see it. Yeah, I will. Yep. I will. And with that. Thank you, darling. New York City. All right, love. Have a good one. You too. I love New York City. Greatest place in the world.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.